Local Legends on Dave Max Drive. Cork's Red FM. Ros Crowley, author and publisher of Mountain Dew McCroom, Ireland's first rock festival. Tell us about how and why this festival began. People were going through the village. They were stopping, you know, for uh, an ice cream, you know, and uh, moving on to Kerry. And they said, what can we do to keep them in in the town? So um, they went through, you know, baby competitions and flower festivals and all sorts of things. But there was... committee had some experience of bringing in um, musical artists to the bars. They said, right, what do do we have to do? We have to get numbers in. So they again took a risk of getting the dome from the Tralee, you know, the um, Rose of Tralee Festival. Stuck that on a site in the village. They said, now we've got to fill it, you know. So it had a a capacity of about 3,000. So um, they they had um, local bands on the bill. Huge numbers came. I mean, they easily filled about 3,000 uh, through the dome. And, and you know, there's talk of so many people coming in, they were kind of going out one door and coming in another, you know. And uh, it was a huge success. So they they actually made money from, from that particular one. So they were greatly encouraged to think. But they, they accepted then at that moment that they really needed to have a big name to get people in. That it wasn't enough to have the band from down the road, great as, you know, as support and everything, but not to to bring the big numbers in from Cork particularly because they needed more people than their population. So... Uh, well, when they thought of Rory Gallagher, of course, that was an, an inspired choice. As you mentioned there, it was, uh, it, and in that documentary, How Ireland Rocked the 70s, he spoke about how his mom kept badgering him, saying, listen, this crowd keep bringing me from a groom. And he went up more to placate them more yeah. than anything else and yeah. had the wander round, but on the wander round kind of thought, actually, this might work. Exactly. And, and it sort of rolled on from there. Not and it was about time. like getting getting foot get, as, as t- in today's terminology, footfall into McCroom, get a get a spend, get a spend exactly. going. That's, and and, and they, they got a spend going. They did, and you know, like they went for 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 full kind of hell for leather because they, they had two weekends bookending a week of um, other activities, uh, community activities. So it wasn't just a day-long thing? Oh, not at all. No, no. It was two weekends and it was um, uh, things like uh, pig races and uh, baby competitions and GAA matches and... Oh, sure, it was one of those kind of like one for everyone in the audience and... It was. It was because they acknowledged that they needed to get McCroom people behind them yes. and get them involved yes, and yes. and they were they were wise to do that you know because I mean it, it, it lasted seven years and that that's that's pretty you know there's an awful lot of energy goes into seven years of that kind of work it is work no doubt about it you know and um, it, it it took a lot of their energy so these, these festival members they were only in their 20s in those days so that the, they had that great you know youthful <laughs> exuberance and uh, and they enjoyed it all you know, they, they did, and it was it was good for business. Youthful exuberance is all any of us need. The book is chock-a-block full of stories, Roz. I mean, the Johnny Rotten, he was being presented with a Hot Press Award. He was. And he was put on a plane to Ireland. Uh, it wouldn't take the seats that he was meant to be in beside the organisers, whoever, sat between two nuns and revealed to them, uh, even though the start of that sentence sounds uh, very wrong, but uh, yeah. the end of the sentence is pretty wrong too, that he was wearing a priest's uniform underneath. Yeah. 
because Johnny Rotten likes to be provocative. That's, that's what he does. I mean, that's what punk is. I was in uh, I was in Reykjavik when he opened um, a punk um, museum in uh, in a set of lavatories, public lavatories, and he was on the plane coming home, and he was just scanning the waiting room like for somebody who'd give him attention you know he, nobody was taking any notice of him and um, I mean I knew him of old of course and I, I had I had had a quick look at that um, museum you know which is mm. uh, it's mm. hard to call um, mm. public lavatories a museum but that's what it is <laughs> in yeah. Reykjavik and um, he he had opened it and that's why he was there so I mean he does that's, that's what he does you know I don't, you know he's he's uh, he seems to have made a life for himself with that kind of uh, activity. But, you know, it was for, the, for the, the committee, it was frustrating that that kind of attention would be given and taken off the, the, the real value, you know, of, yeah. of musicians who, you know. Brendan Grace uh, recently departed. Uh, his assistant, Rody was a funny little wiry young fellow by the name of... Exactly, of uh, Brendan O'Carroll. Brendan O'Carroll, Mrs. Yeah. Brown's Boys. Exactly, isn't that funny? That's the book there. McCrew Mountain Dew, Memories of Ireland's First Rock Festival, Waterstones and Nanonagle. And, and online here. On Douglas Street and online. Ross Crowley, thank you so much. You've been listening to a Red FM podcast. For more extra content, go to redextra.ie.